Well, well, well. Hope everyone had a happy Halloween. This is Hambo. Not on the Hambo Express, but I'm in the studio. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed the Halloween store. The eight-part series, uh, I did on my audio, uh, uh, in an audio format. Ah, it was fun to do, but it was challenging. It's definitely in need of, in need of a rewrite. And, uh, <laughs> hey, um, uh, I don't know if you enjoyed anything about it. Let me know. You can always probably write me a message. Uh, on the website, the Ham Palace, leave a comment. That would be cool. If not, no big deal. But uh, I had a chance to go see um, Dr. Sleep. And, uh, you know, I've been meaning to do uh, a Rambo review because I still wanted to get to that. Um, but Dr. Sleep, uh, I had a lot of fun with that, watching that movie. I was, you know, I read the book. I listened to the, I listened to the audio book. And the audio book was... I mean, it was it's it's a long book. I didn't think it was that scary. I thought the characters and the villains in it were too approachable, too human for me to be scared of them. So it kind of came off as a, kind of a light suspense action movie at times. But there are some scenes in it that are creepy where they suck the souls out of their victims. So that, you know, now this movie wasn't exactly as I saw the scenes in my head, but, you know, all the main scenes that are important that were in the story are there that I remember anyway. Um, I remember the book being very, I don't know, a little jarring that it, it, it took, you know, Danny, um, you know, uh, I liked his story a lot. And, this, and the thing with the bathroom and, and trapping the ghosts, uh, spoilers anyway, um, trapping ghosts in, in little coffins in his mind. That's a neat story idea. But um, basically... I was reading when I was listening to the story. I'm like, you know, this is a. It's 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 a decent story, but I was thinking this would probably be better served as a movie. I think it would come to life more as a movie, and uh, they that I thought they could dramatize parts of it up a lot more, and and they did, and they did. Um, uh, Carnahan or whatever his name is, the director. I think he hit the dramatic beats in this movie that he needed to do. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, 
Ewan McGregor is just fantastic in the movie. You can tell he's he's into the role, and he's channeling a little bit of Danny. Uh, I was just watching an interview where he said he was channeling a little bit of Jack Nicholson too, which which is kind of fun. Um, I thought it interesting. I, I wonder if they considered approaching the original actor um, for the part. I always thought that would be pretty neat if if they pulled that off, but I don't know if he's still acting, you know, or he's not an actor anymore. So, plus you need name recognition, you know, for the most part in movies. And Ewan McGregor, you know, now while he's not like a huge draw these days, he's starting to pick good movies to be in and make good choices. Um, I'm even looking forward to him and Birds of Prey, even though that movie looks terrible. <laughs> um, it was great to see him in uh, Train Spotting 2. Uh, that was kind of a fun movie to watch again. But Dr. Sleep, man, this is the thing about Dr. Sleep, is that um, the director wisely put the soundtrack or the music recomposed from The Shining over this whole movie. That way it made it seem like it's in the same universe as The Shining. Because the story with uh, the hat lady and her vampire-like cronies, that seems like such a different story from Danny's story in The Shining. But the one connection where it all comes together is that they feed off uh, the shine, the shining uh, and, uh, and people. And I like how they explain uh, the shining and what the shine is. It's basically a way of staying pure or staying gold. And there's a good quote uh, that uh, Miss Hat uh, makes and then she says that, you know, you get older, you don't shine as much as you used to. Life has a way of doing that. You know, and I'm like, that's a, a great point. There's a lot of things that this movie touches on that is awesome. And it, it, you don't have to be an alcoholic or an ex-alcoholic to appreciate it. Um, it goes kind of deeper. Uh... And that, that was one of the places where it did, where it talks about the shine and uh, losing your shine as you get older. And um, it's kind of like the power of uh, a pure imagination that makes you, whatever it is that makes you special and innocent, that's part of your shine, which is neat. And um, I like the... I like the fact that um, Danny resists alcohol, um, even in the in the Overlook Hotel, which is great to see him in the Overlook Hotel. I just loved watching the Overlook Hotel again in this movie, and the shot-for-shot shot scenes of him driving to the hotel were fantastic, just like from The Shining. There's a lot of... 
a lot of shots in here that are like the shining, like Dan in the office that's painted the exact same orange and everything's set up. Um, when he's talking to this guy about accepting a job and, um, yeah, there's a lot of callback and there's, there's a scene where Danny is in a town where they have the, the whole town laid out in a miniature set, kind of like, uh, how Jack had the, the whole garden that he looked over, um, so there's just a lot of foreshadowing and, and callback to The Shining and the scenes. And, you know, I'm hearing a lot of things that people are saying that Mr. Sleep uh, is too too slow. And it, it does take its time in parts, but the performances are so strong that I can't help but to stay glued to what's being said and what's going on. So that says a lot about the performances and the material they have to work with. I was really surprised this came together as much as as it did as a movie because, again, the book isn't really scary. There's a few kind of scary parts of the bathroom, the ghosts from the, sh the overlook in the bathroom or whatever. Other than that, you know, the villains are pretty relatable. And they, they pretty much touch on that in, in the movie. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, I thought, was kind of miss. Originally, I thought she was miscast because she's too pretty and good-looking for the role, and not crazy enough, or yeah, eccentric enough. But I think she kind of she brings her home her own thing to the role, which kind of works. Um, I I don't know. It it's kind of like um. I don't know, a disturbing uh, commitment to evil, <laughs> I guess. Um, there is a, a, a pretty gruesome scene with a kid being killed. And uh, kind of like all of them uh, jumping in on killing this kid, her whole crew. So, yeah, it, there's some gore cringy cringiness going on. And... Um, there's evil acts being committed. But again, it's not scary. It's just kind of like, ugh. Well, there they go. You know. Um, I like the idea of the sucking the souls. And, and that's visualized really well. Um, again, all the key scenes that should be in this movie are there. It's just, you know, they're, they're lit a bit differently uh, than in my head. Uh, I saw things uh, a little with a little bit more more shadows, darker shadows in this in my mind, and things are a lot more lit in the movie. But um, yeah, I mean, the guy that plays uh, Scatman Crothers <laughs> in this was pretty good too. Good, pretty good impersonation, good acting job, good likeness. I have to say, I like um, the line that he says. It says uh, he says, Ka is a wheel. And uh, I love that. It That went as a shout-out to the Dark Tower. Uh, Roland's line, Ka is a wheel. 
And it's like, gosh, this makes me think, man, why can't they, okay, why can't get the, they get the Dark Tower right? And, um, and just do, redo the, the Dark Tower series somehow. But, um, I really, I like Dr. Sleep. Uh, the irony was that, uh, someone was snoring in the middle of the movie. So, hey, you can't beat that irony. And, uh, I give this, uh, phew, I give it a, well, I'll give it, a, I'll be generous. I'm going to be nice. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. That's really nice. But I think I, that's a little biased because I'm a big Shining fan. But if you're not so much a, a huge fan, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. So 8.5 is probably the, the most, most accurate. Now the reason it's not like a 10 or maybe just shy of a 9 is because well, the director makes a bold choice to bring in the young Jack Nicholson, but played by a different actor. And the actor doesn't do an impersonation, which I I think he kind of should have done a straight-on impersonation of Jack Nicholson's character, Jack Torrance. Uh, he's It's a subtle impersonation in this, and I don't think it's... It just doesn't stick as well as it should. Although I commend the director's choice for not doing a CGI uh, Jack Nich young Jack, Jack Nicholson. Um, but yeah, I, I rather enjoyed it. I kind of liked it a bit more than the book. Go figure. Because <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when they make this into a movie, are people really going to get into this expecting you know, to be scary or just as scary or creepy as The Shining. And it's not. It, it's not. It can't be. It's a different kind of story. But it really works well within that story. And, and the, the packaging of it is really nicely done to make it feel like it's in that same universe as, as the first one. Whereas in the book, you don't really get that sense because it feels very, again, like two different stories. Um, but I didn't think of having the, the Shining music playing in the background uh, while watching the movie, um, or reading the book, I mean. So, well done to the director there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure there's a few other things I wanted to say about this movie, but I can't, I can't think of it right quite right now. Um... Yeah, everyone acted in it well. Uh, I, there's really not one cast member I'm complaining about. I mean, even Rebecca Ferguson really brought her A-game. Um, do I think she was the best choice for that role? Maybe not. But she's an adequate choice. She's a very different choice for that, that, uh, that lead role. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, go see Dr. Sleep. I know it's not doing that great right now, not as good as they wanted to. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a well put, there's some great performances in it. Um, the music is great because it directly ties into the original movie. 
and uh, it kind of and it does its own thing too. So I like that. I think years down the road, we'll probably look back at this movie and be like, "Wow, that's kind of a a new masterpiece of the last ten years." Um, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, if anything else comes pops up to mind, I'll, I'll try to let you guys know. But thanks for listening to the Ham Palace, man. It's I've seen a little bit of a. Uh, numbers go up and you know hopefully some of that's from the uh, uh my short story the halloween story that i put out so all right well i gotta get some sleep and hopefully i'll record another podcast sooner than later maybe i'll uh, do a little rambo reviewage uh late <laughs> better late than never review and um also i'll give you some more insight what's been going on uh, in my life and uh, what's next. So thank you very much. Long days. May you have long days and pleasant nights.